0: Hi, welcome. This is the Contreras Report, Business Mexico. I'm Raul Lowry Contreras. The program is new, but Mexico and I are not. Your listening indicates a more than passing interest in Mexico, so welcome. Bienvenidos. Before I get into background, let me pose some questions that will be answered on my podcast by me or by guests. Mexico is ranked the 11th largest economy in the world today. Have you wondered how it got there? Have you heard that in 15 or so years, Mexico will be the fifth largest economy in the world? How many dollars worth of goods and services cross the Mexican US border in both directions every minute of the day? A million dollars a minute, that's $16,666 a second every second of the day, every day of the year? How many people legally cross the border every single day? What country has replaced China as our number one trading partner? Does Mexico actually have more trade agreements with other countries than the United States? Have you wondered why so many millions of Mexicans have left Mexico for the United States? Which leads us to this question. Are there any Mexicans left in Mexico? Can you buy property in Mexico? Yes, you can. There are some limitations. But yes, you can buy property and own it free, simple, just as you can in California or the United States. Besides me, are there any other Americans living in Mexico and in Baja, California? Okay. Those questions and many others will be answered on this program. We will have guests from time to time to give us the benefit of their expertise. So you will be better informed about business in Mexico by listening to the Contreras Report. Let's talk background. I'm Raul Lowry Contreras. I was born in Mexico, born an American citizen. How? Simple. My mother was an American citizen. She was born in San Diego, California. I'm also a Mexican citizen per the Mexican Constitution because I was born in Mexico. I am a citizen of both countries. I presently live in Mexico, and over the past 50 or almost 60 years, I've worked and done business in Mexico. California schools taught me to read, write, and think in English. California's San Diego State University educated me in history, economics, and political science. But my many years in Mexico as an adult in business has taught me that business in Mexico is different than in the U.S., or anywhere for that matter. Business in Mexico provided me with an education that is so unique. It is unique even to the million Americans who live in Mexico today. 700,000 Americans, by the way, live in Mexico City, where I was born. If they have children while living there, their children will be dual citizens like I am. The American Consulate in Tijuana, Mexico, is reportedly the largest American consulate in the world. It states, officially, there are a quarter million Americans living in the state of Baja California. I am one of them. Why Baja California? Baja California is the longest peninsula in the world. It has 1,500 miles of oceanfront and beaches. Why live in Baja California? If you like the ocean, it's the best place there is. Let's ask a very basic question. Think about this. One must ask if you're interested in doing business in Mexico, are Mexicans free enterprisers like most Americans are? Yes, but it's complicated. But you have to know if you're interested in Mexico's business. Drive on any commercial street in Tijuana, Guadalajara, or Mexico City, And small, independent businesses, side by side, block after block, are almost countless. You don't have enough hands and toes to count them on any given block. As for banks and finance, private banks sprouted like weeds after a rain when the Mexican government opened the Mexican-only banking system to foreigners. Foreign-owned banks are everywhere now. American City Banamex, Spanish Santander. English banks, French banks, HSBC, etc. As conveniently as if I were in California, I go to a Mexican bank, it's ATM, 24-7, to use my American bank debit card to draw out cash or to use it to pay bills in Mexican pesos or to shop for groceries. Note, my debit card is from an American bank. Like dollars and pesos, goods, services, and people crossing the border, one can hardly distinguish the US and Mexico thinking of each other as anything but neighbors and partners. A glance of a couple miles on either side of the border in California or Texas shows that there is a giant industrial park on both sides of the border where Mexican factories produce or assemble machines, medical devices, televisions, and myriad products for the markets of America, Canada, Europe, and even China. They are matched on the American side by what are called twin plants that work with their Mexican twins to produce billions of dollars worth of something to sell worldwide. Every 15 seconds, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection gate is open at San Diego's commercial gate from Mexico. An 18-wheel truck crosses into the United States, bringing Mexican-made widgets to the U.S. Each truck crossing into the U.S. is matched by an American truck entering Mexico at the Mexican customs gate with products or parts destined for and to American or Mexican factories and customers. Six and a half million commercial trucks entered the U.S. from Mexico in 2019. 2.3 million through Laredo, Texas, and over a million crossed through San Diego's commercial gate into San Diego County. Ladies and gentlemen, that is business. The cross border traffic and the products and parts going in both directions have a profound effect on Americans and Mexicans. Because of the leveling effect of massive trade, few Mexicans believe or reflect a belief famously expressed by, in 1900 by the 30 year long dictator of Mexico, Porfirio Diaz, who said, poor Mexico, so far from God and so near the United States. Let me repeat, most Americans are free enterprisers. That is significant because there are 130 million Mexicans that buy billions of dollars in goods and services from American firms. Among 130 million Mexicans, there is, however, an ethnic and cultural divergence more than in many other countries. It affects business. Mexico is not Norway or Japan. That because there are 25 million pure, 100% Indians, 30% of the entire Mexican population. Mexico has half of all pure Indians in the Western hemisphere stretching from Alaska on the north to Tierra del Fuego in the south. Mexican Indians speak 62 different languages with over 300 local variations. Many do not speak Spanish What Mexico has is two parallel countries within it, but among other commonalities, they all buy something American. Example, though corn was developed from grass centuries ago in Mexico by Indian agronomists, Mexico buys tons of corn from the American Midwest, over $3 billion worth last year alone. Mexico and the US negotiated the NAFTA trade agreement in 1993 that included corn for the first time. American corn winds up in Mexico as tortillas consumed today by Indians descended from the very Indians that developed corn to begin with. Let me illustrate the uniquely Mexican social and cultural divergence that exists in Mexico today. Some time ago, my youngest brother and I were invited to by business associates to an afternoon-long lunch at a famous Mexico City restaurant in the tallest building in Mexico City. People from all over the world took elevators to the top of the building to enjoy the view of the huge city. Among them are Mexican Indians who have never been in a city, who act like tourists everywhere. When the elevator came, the doors opened, and in it, a dozen Indians, men and women, were standing there looking at my brother and I in our coats and ties, ready for a formal lunch. We were, both of us were at least a head taller than any of the men and women standing there looking at us. Por favor, please, one of the men said as the group swiftly exited the elevator. He said that while he was waving us in to the now empty elevator. I asked him if they were going to the top. He said, si, senor, we will take the next one. Centuries of Indian humility manifested itself to us in a way we have never forgotten. We had just met 19th century Indians in the 20th century. There are two Mexicos today. It was the two Mexicos that threw off a 19th century dictatorship and started the road to modern Mexico. Humble Indians from the South, and and rough-and-tumble cowboys from the North joined with aspiring middle-class city Mexicans to give birth to a modern Mexico a hundred years ago. It is their grandsons and granddaughters that run Mexico today. They made Mexico a nascent world economic power and brought the U.S. and Mexico into a living partnership. Today's modern Mexicans speak not only Spanish, many speak English. They no longer worship ancient gods and sacrifice virgins to appease those gods. They no longer build pyramids. They build 68-story skyscrapers in Mexico City. Mexico City is the largest city in North America with 12 million people. Greater Mexico City is almost twice the size of the city itself. Mexico is fast becoming a sophisticated country politically and commercially by drawing on America's world-class higher education. Not counting the current Mexican president and his predecessor, since 1982, five American, Mexican presidents either attended high school in the U.S., President Vicente Fox, or attended Ivy League, Harvard, and Yale universities and earned master's degrees or doctorates. PhDs. They are Presidents de la Madrid, Salinas de Gortari, Ernesto Cedillo, and Felipe Calderón. Mexico today is classified as the world's 11th largest economy. Many international economists project Mexico will be the fifth largest economy in just a few years. Most of that powerful Mexico will live in cities cities full of hard-working people, many educated in the U.S. and speak in English. Like today, they will be fed by rural Mexico's Indians. The two Mexicos will grow and prosper and buy more American-made goods and services. The two Mexicos will sell more goods and services to the United States, and that will result in fewer and fewer Mexicans coming to the United States legally or illegally most Mexicans believe in work in wages profit and private property they clearly do not believe in Karl Marx's dictum of 150 years ago from each according to his ability to each according to his needs let there be no doubt Like most Mexicans, I do not subscribe to that way of thinking. And because I don't, I can honestly report on business in Mexico, on Mexico itself, and on Mexicans. I bring more to the job than observation. I bring business and personal experience in Mexico and a deep knowledge of history, American and Mexican. We are products of history. Yes, we may not build pyramids today. We build skyscrapers. We do so because we have experience of building pyramids. We thrive in a modern economy because we are the product of thousands of years of bartering, trading with faraway people, and making things other people want and are willing to pay for. Thanks for listening. Until next time, think about business in Mexico and what you need to know about it and Mexicans, or should know before you reach out. Let's see if I can answer your questions before you ask them. This is the Contreras Report, Business Mexico. I am Raul Lowry Contreras.